Welcome in to the Jeff Reinbold Show. I know, folks, this is not Jeff's voice. My name is Michael, Michael McQuaid. I am just co-hosting this today because I want to ask Jeff a few questions. Jeff, uh, first off, welcome in. How you doing? Doing great, man. It's good to it's good to finally be back on the airwaves with you. It's been a while. I know you were in Greece having a great holiday, and and uh, lots happened since we last talked. Yes, yeah, sir. Like so much stuff has happened uh, for people listening. There's there's well, there's obviously be some fantastic news for Jeff. Uh, Jeff doesn't notice, but I woke up <laughs> when I was in Greece and checked my phone and seen that uh, he sort of confirmed it to me. I mean, Jeff, you've. Uh, You've returned back to your, you. You've returned back to your roots. You're, you're, you've returned to Hawaii. What's your role in the University of Hawaii? And, and obviously, man, a, a huge congratulations because I know for you it's a it's a huge deal. Well, it, it is great to be home. Obviously, Michael, back at the University of Hawaii, which is a place really special to me, and we're trying to rebuild a program that you know has been to the mountaintop and then fallen off, and uh, you know we're trying to get it back to what it was certainly in 06 and 07 when I was here last and we were 12 and 0 and went to the Sugar Bowl and did all those things. Um, the role is actually kind of evolving. It's a, it, you know, it involves some coaching. It involves but more, not as much coaching on the field. Uh, the, the title is director of player development. And in, when you're dealing with college athletes, that's a big, big job. That takes a lot of things into consideration. And um, it's very similar to what Maurice Kelly, who we've had on the show, does for the Seahawks. Uh, you're trying to help these kids along in their lives, you know, academically, athletically, socially, in, in every part of their lives. And then for the seniors, it's transitioning them out of college football and into, into the real world. Um, we had a meeting with our seniors the other day, and, and you know, we started talking about things like job interviews and finding a job and you know, where you want to live and what you want to do. And it's shocking sometimes, Michael, how little some guys have, you know, in terms of vision for where the next step in their life's going to be. Well, I have to say the amount of messages I got, the amount of DMs and stuff and just replies to the tweet that went out, you know, there's so many people that are to, just delighted for you on, uh, on, on this side of the pond, you know, UK, Ireland, Europe. So, um, a, a massive congratulations, man, because I, I know it's, it's probably been a long time coming and it's, it's a real life-changing thing for you because for anyone that watches you on Sky Sports um, but maybe hasn't maybe listened to this podcast or watched the show before, maybe they're not aware that, you know, you, during the off-season, you, you live in Hawaii. So this is, a, this is a great thing for you, man. I mean, you, you must be enjoying the lack of travel, yeah, so far. <laughs> You know, it, it's a little different now. When I get when I go home to see my wife, it's not sixteen hours on a plane; it's thirty minutes on a plane. And and uh, you know, it's it's just great to be here. This is a special place. It's a place that you know gave me a tremendous amount of memories and a tremendous amount of great associations with players and you know people. Some of the people we've had on the on the uh, podcast: Jesse Sapolo, Maatana Vasa, a number of guys that. You know, I, I got to know those guys because of being here at the University of Hawaii and their association with the NFL. One thing that's really growing in Europe is the aspect of college football. Obviously, we're a couple of weeks out from a game in Ireland, but I think for a lot of people that get involved in the NFL, Jeff, they suddenly then get involved or they try to watch college football. And 
there's that many colleges sometimes it can be it can be difficult to get a real grasp of it is there anyone maybe in that roster at the minute that you feel could really make it to the highest level in the NFL or you know has Hawaii like can you give the listeners an example of players that have played for Hawaii uh, even back in the day that you know would that we would be aware of maybe their names you know I since the modern draft came in, and that's about 1970, when after the merger of the AFL and the NFL, we've had 69 players drafted from this university. And we have 17. There's only been 52 Super Bowls, I think it is, or 53. And we have 17 Super Bowl rings that are being worn by ex-Hawaii players. And, you know, that's a really phenomenal number for a, what, is, what is called a non-Power 5 school. So, um, you know, do we have guys here on this roster that I think have a chance to make it in the NFL? Yes, we do. Um, you know, obviously, this is a place that has always produced great linemen. You talk about guys like Jesse Sapolo, uh, Samson Satelli, who was in the office the other day, was a second-round draft pick, played for the Raiders, and he played for the Dolphins, and then finished his career with the Colts. Um, it's just a for whatever reason, the, the Polynesian kids uh, typically grow big and they have great feet. And that's the, <laughs> those are two requirements for being a, being a good offensive or defensive lineman. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's also interesting that you have guys like Jarris White who won a Super Bowl with the Washington Redskins as a defensive back. Uh, Ryan Mouton was drafted in the third round by the Tennessee Titans and, and, uh, played seven years in the National Football League. You know, we, we've had great players at every position, but the predominance of those guys have been defensive linemen. Al Noga, who, if you're a Minnesota Vikings fan, you'll, you'll remember Al's one of the really, really great defensive linemen in the history of the Vikings on that, you know, with John Randall and that crazy bunch that they had at one time in Minnesota. Um, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a place that has a deep, deep, football tradition um, we're the only school in the state that plays so you know we're the it's kind of a one state one team one heartbeat kind of situation and we, and we you know what's really neat michael is we play because of our location we're five and a half hours plane ride from los angeles the west coast uh, way out in the pacific ocean when we play our games on saturday night we are the last game that you can watch and so like our late night, uh, late night college football segment. Yeah. Typically all across America, you know, especially the betters because we're the last game you could bet. Right. And so we get tremendous, tremendous television viewership across America. And when we were here the last time and we had Colt Brennan and we had Devon Best and we had, you know, that great football team, um, it was amazing. We were like the darlings of, you know, midnight on Saturday night, because that's when you could catch our games. We would play at six o'clock here, which was um, you know, midnight on the East coast. And we had huge viewing numbers. And if you're a, if you're a college football fan in the UK, we play, at, we play at a, you know, what is pretty cool time for you too, because we'll play it. It'll be in the morning on Sunday morning. Before oh, the NFL. Hold, hold on, hold on. You're playing Nevada on the 16th of October at 5 a.m. UK time. <laughs> five, 
5 a.m. Jeff. I mean, you could literally fly over to Vegas, have a night out, and then go. To, I'm joking. No, um, you're right. There is some games that are. I mean, the earliest game, and I actually, folks, only looked at the schedule now. Whenever I brought Jeff on here, um, Michigan on the 11th of September. Well, 10th of September, you're a date. 1 a.m. UK time. That game will be on TV, probably in BT Sports. That's a big game, Jeff. Michigan in Hawaii as well. Michigan Stadium is the biggest college football stadium in America, and they refer to it as the big house. Michigan is just coming off of uh, a, a tremendous season where they won the Big Ten title. They went to the national playoffs. Uh, you know, it's battling against one of the Harbaugh brothers, which is always interesting. But that what a great trip for our kids. You know, we're going to we'll charter out of Honolulu on Tuesday, uh, get into Michigan Wednesday morning, and then we'll spend Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And then the game is – it's a strange time for the game. Normally, Michigan plays at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. But it, it's a different time game. Uh, I believe it's under the lights when Michigan – It might be because of the NFL season, Jeff, starting the next day. It might be like you know, like with TV and stuff with Fox, but um, it's interesting. Now, you if you're telling me you arrive on the Wednesday, you've got three days to get Coach Harbour to come on the show then, yeah? So. <laughs> <laughs> I tell you what, it would be fun to get him on the show because he is, yeah, I mean, he, he's a character now. He is, he is, what you see is what you get with Jim Harbour. Well, for, for anyone for anyone listening, and they're 10 or 15 minutes into this show, we'll just put it out on the table. Me and Jeff are like mad busy. You're far busier than I am because you have this role in this team, but we're, we're, we're going to keep churning out content and we'll try and go live and do all this stuff as well. But we're, we're going to keep doing these pods. We'll, we'll not go too much into this, but you know, Jeff, I've seen people say online, like, oh, will, will you be in the UK this year? Yada, yada, yada. I'm not going to ask you that question, but you know, it's this is very similar to what you've done previously in the CFL. It's the same sort of schedule, and you know, I I, I know you're you're open to doing all that, and you're doing inside the huddle, so people shouldn't be worrying. Yeah, it should be fine. No, but see, there's been people replying like, "Oh, it's Jeff." But uh, I tell you, I I love my stuff that I do with Sky, and um, as you said, right now again we're we've kept inside the huddle going during the off season, and I anticipate that we'll have some. You know, input during the year and then uh, you know our, our season runs hopefully we'll be in a bowl game but our season runs into December and then uh, you know we'll reevaluate and if, again I anticipate us you and I will be uh, I, I hope we get a chance to come to Dublin I really hope that we get a chance to be in Ireland because again Irish fans are the greatest fans going and uh, yeah I, what you guys are doing in Ireland is phenomenal. I saw the Shamrock Bowl the other day, and you know, there's I think there's more attention being paid to football, college football, and NFL football in Ireland now than there's ever been. Well, I I, I really appreciate what you're saying there. I do have to say now that that was all all American football Ireland, and I know you met Aiden and, and the lads in Dublin previously. They and I I haven't been chatting to you, so I'll say this in the podcast for people listening as well went up to the game, was played in the rugby stadium, there was a few thousand people there and the quality of football was not that bad, man. I was actually, it was a really watchable game. It was it was competitive and a really, really good day out and they've they've done a fantastic job. So it, it's going to be interesting to see and I know there's people listening in the UK as well and that's going from strength to strength as well. So 
there's also a guy and we'll 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 might maybe try and get him on your show jeff over the next month or so there's a guy from belfast um over here who is joining the academy he's flying over next week so i'll talk to you about that off camera yeah you're right the the, the last game is on the 26th of november so you, you know, folks, if you're watching Sky and Jeff strolls in his Hawaiian shirt, the, we're getting to the business end of the season. Um, here, while I have you for five or ten minutes, do you want to take the reins of hosting this? And what's the crack in the NFL? Has there been anything over the last couple of weeks that you've went, oof? Because for me, it's the, um, obviously, preseason started. Right. But it, this this offseason, there has not been a day this offseason. I feel like nothing's happened. It, it's just been like even that week I was off Jeff like Tim Patrick was out for the year Sean Watson all this stuff there was something going on every day um, and that's the nature of the league but it's going to a new level and I, I'm i not sure if you've seen this and this is probably something that we could talk about uh, Damani Leach I'm sure you're aware of was CEO of NFL, NFL International is now going he's a president of the Denver Broncos so that's it's a huge move for him and a fantastic move for him as well so there's never a dull moment, is there? No, and I, I tell you what, the NFL likes it that way. I mean, if they, it's almost like they scripted the offseason because there was something happening every day. You know, we had the ongoing saga with Deshaun Watson, which is not over. And um, I saw yesterday where he said that, uh, you know, he would take, um, a, a, he would take a larger uh, suspension but he wouldn't take a full year. Wait a second. You don't have a choice in the matter, my man. I'm just telling you, I think the commissioner really wants to make a statement there. And I think he really has to. And, uh, you know, they're going to go back into court, I guess you could say, but they're going to go back into the, into the meeting rooms and they're going to discuss it and they're going to, you know, reevaluate what was done. And then, you know, It'll be interesting to see how that saga plays out. Frankly, I'm tired of talking about it, right? But it is a topical thing. What's gotten me going, and, you know, I guess because I'm a football guy, is watching the preseason games. I love preseason football. I mean, I watch every stitch of it that I can get. I have it on in my office. Did you watch the Titans last night? Yeah, I watched the Titans last night. How about my man Malik? Malik Uh, Willis running for the hills. Um, You know what? Imagine if you were one of the teams that passed on him and you were quarterback, a quarterback desperate team and that kid went out there last night and now that's a small body of work. I know, I get it, but I'm just telling you, he showed both his arm and his feet that he can play at the National Football League level. And that's was it was really surprising to me to see him slide like he slid on draft day because I interviewed him in Las Vegas and I thought for sure he was going to be a late first rounder, but you know, a lot of teams got scared of his height, got scared of the fact that he played at Liberty and you know, the Titans took it, took it, I thought really smart, let him fall and then took him where, where they got him. And, you know, he may be the heir apparent there. I think that I saw the Raiders play. I really, really felt the Raiders' offense in particular, even though it was backups playing, was really much, much better with Josh McDaniels. And one of the things I want to do on the show in the next couple of weeks, we have a guy here that, that in Hawaii that played for Josh 
with the Rams and, and then again with the, with the Patriots. And his name is Greg Salas. He played the NFL for six years. And uh, Greg was a fourth round draft pick of the, of the Rams when Josh was the offensive coordinator at the Rams. And then Josh eventually brought him to New England. And I want to do an episode of the show where we bring Greg on and we talk about the mind of Josh McDaniels. We get inside the X's and O's of what he does and why he's been able to be so successful. And then talk a little bit about his time with the Patriots. And he's got a couple of really good, <laughs> he's got a re- couple of really good Julian Edelman stories I want him to share with the people. So we'll bring Greg on in the, in the next couple of weeks. But, um, you know, it's just, this is that time when everybody, there's hope again for everybody, even the Broncos. There's huge anticipation. I know I just stuck a little barb in there. I've only got like the biggest owner or here, seriously, because I've got, I've got a few minutes. I want to ask you a couple of topics, right? Because these are, these are topical. They're new stories this week. And I'm not sure if you have touched on them on on inside the huddle with Neil, I apologize. Sorry, Neil. Um, (laughs) Jimmy Garoppolo, very quickly. Browns? Yes? No? Maybe? You know what? It's going to be interesting to see. I think it's going to hinge on how much Watson gets suspended for. You know, it was interesting. We talked about they had Garoppolo on a separate field the other day, not on this, not on the same practice field with, with the rest of the team. And he was out there working out individually, throwing individually, and they filmed it. Right now, why do you think they did that? Because it's like it's like you got a used car that you want to sell, and you and you take it and you drive it around to show everybody that it, that it runs. And I'm telling you, that's exactly what they were doing because it, they wanted to take away any question about his shoulder, right, and show people and get that out there that he's healthy and he's ready to play. I you know I when I taught Jesse was at practice the other Jesse Sapolo who you know has had a 15 year run at at 49ers and it's very, very, very tight with everything that goes on in that building still works for the 49ers. And, you know, he was really adamant that he felt that they should keep him because he thinks that it's just too much to put on Trey Lance right now. Right. And I mean, he's got a great supporting cast around him. You look at that offense and there's, I mean, they got skill, they got linemen, they got, the best tight end, in my in my opinion, all around tight end in football. They brought Debo back. I mean, Brandon Ayuk. I mean, they got they're packed with players. So it's not he doesn't have to do too much, but still, it's a long drop from that to what's behind him if you lose Garoppolo. And you know, Michael, that's the same thing I think about for every team. You know, the Rams right now. If, if I'm a Ram fan, I, I, there's one elbow in the world I'm worried about. And that's Matt Stafford's. <laughs> well, that that's a whole different podcast in itself. I wanted to just very quickly for our final topic here, and we, we, we'll come back longer. Jeff's got the dose of the cold, and I'm exhausted. So I'll, I'll just say this. Nobody's talking. There's, there, there's a little bit of talk about this. There was a press conference on Thursday with Todd Bowles, and Todd Bowles could not categorically 100% confirm if Tom Brady was QB1 in Tampa week one, Tom Brady goes off on a minimum of 10 to 12 days personal family leave. What the hell's going on here, Jeff? <laughs> Come on, like, is the man, like, it's it's actually sounds, I've, I feel like I'm crazy even 
blurting these words out is he is he having second thoughts because you actually imagine if that happened like in a week or two if he came out again and retired somehow you know what I can't tell you what his personal situation is because only Tom Brady knows that and, and I don't think he'll ever know why he stepped away but obviously he's earned the right as the greatest quarterback to ever play the game he's earned the right to do that and certainly if you're the Bucks, you know um, this has been a tumultuous offseason and you know it's the kind of distraction Todd Bowles doesn't need as he gets his second chance as a head coach in the National Football League. But I, I, I would be, I would be really surprised if he's not back in camp in ten days. And you know, he, how much camp does Tom Brady really need? Right? I mean, what? how much camp? <laughs> he needs to go to camp. He can't just turn up game one week one and be like, "Well, lads, how's it for him?" He's been all right. When he decided to come back and play, he's been through, you know, all the coaching sessions in the offseason, all the OTAs, all that stuff. So, you know, if anybody can take 10 days off, I think it's him. And if anybody deserves the right to do that, I think it's him. Is it a distraction? Yes. Is it, uh, is it hard on their football team? Yes. Right. It, does it open up questions? Yes. If I'm Todd Bowles, would I be concerned? Yes. But I still think that I just can't. There's going to come a day, Michael, we're going to have to, we're going to, have to adjust to life after Brady in the NFL. I, I just, but I don't think it's going to be this year. It'll be funny if one of us wakes up with a time difference, checks her phone. Do, 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 ESPN. <laughs> the Tampa Bay Buccaneers trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. Could you actually imagine? There's no talk. I, I, there's something that just, just does not sit right with me, but this is this is why it's 25 minutes into a podcast. I just don't know. But um, time will tell. So are we going to... Hey, you know that wouldn't be a bad... That would not be a bad trade, right? If you could handle it, if you could fit it under the cap, I don't know what their cap situation is, but you know how those capologists are so good at hide money and Spread well, it over 150 but, years. <laughs> but right now, I mean, would you take Jimmy Garoppolo? I would. Heck yeah, as a backup. Because, you know, everybody's one play away at that position from not finishing the year. And so if you don't have a suitable backup, you know, I think that's that's something that you know oftentimes gets overlooked. The other one is it, and I'll throw this one out to you. How bad, how bad must Drew Locke be for Seattle to have the situation at quarterback that they've got? I, Gino, I mean, we have seen enough Gino Tate, right? Gino is he's a backup at best in the National Football League and a guy that you want to finish a game with, not win games with, because it's going to be tough to win games for them with him at quarterback. And even though they're going back to the old school Pete Carroll run the football mantra, you got to be able to complete passes. And like I said, I've seen enough Gino on tape to tell, makes me go, nope. I think the most concerning thing there is the whole Pete Carroll thing. Like Pete Carroll sitting there, he's got that much experience and he's watching them two go out. It's, it's mad. The thing on Brady or the thing, I think Garoppolo I just think back to that Saints game. Was it Sunday Night Football last year and the way that Brady and that offense played? I just, I'll just let you think about that for the next few days. Oh, you, 
you're a conspiracy theorist. You're just gonna you just throw that out there and you want everybody to chew on it for a while. But that's good. That's that's good radio. There is uh I think the first uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it's the first time ever Sky Sports have got a preseason game this weekend. Uh, I think I think it's the the Niners game. I, I haven't got it in front of me, folks, but check your listings. Jeff will not be I don't think anyone's on that. It's just a TV feed. But uh no, we're we're getting close, Jeff. Obviously, people asking about the shows. We're we're, we're gonna try and do this as much as possible. We'll, we'll try if we get time, we'll go live and stuff and we'll try and get into a pattern towards the regular season. But uh I just want to wish you the very, very best over the next week, man. And and, and I know we'll do this at some point next week, at some time next week, but uh when well, it dies down a wee bit. But uh thanks for coming on, man. Last minute, appreciate it. We'll fit it in, and I think it's going to be fun because fans will get a taste of college football. We can come live from Ann Arbor, Michigan, and you know, Los Angeles, California, and some San Diego. You know, the San Diego State we play on the road. We go to Colorado State, so you know, Wyoming I'll be as well. <laughs> we got Wyoming <laughs> going up there. <laughs> you, we'll get fans to taste the college football on the show. Man, f- thanks for your time, Jeff. Mahalo. And uh, I'll talk to you soon. And thanks for everyone listening. If you are listening, please follow Jeff. If you're on Spotify, give him a five-star review comment. We want Jeff to chart in the top 200 podcasts in Hawaii and South Korea and all these random countries. But no, folks, thanks a million. That, that episode with Jerry Glanville was the highest rated ever. So please keep at it. Really appreciate it. Chat to you soon, Jeff. All right, my man. Take care.